Good morning, everyone. Well, good morning from when I'm recording this because it is first thing in the morning. I haven't really done any talking, so forgive me if my voice is a little morning-esque. Um, we are on day four of four of No Waste in the Waiting, a four-day devotional by Susie O'Neill on the Bible app. And if you guys have not downloaded it, this is not sponsored. It's just we use the Bible app so much in our household. I definitely open my physical Bible I try to every single day. Um, I want Ashton to grow up seeing me reading the actual Bible, not just looking at my phone. Um, and I think that's true of anywhere. If I go to a coffee shop or if Kellen and I are out somewhere, we try to bring our actual physical Bibles because otherwise it just looks like we're on our phones doing whatever because um, our phone is a portal to any world. So no one knows what world we're in, but we just figure at least if we have our Bible out, you know, there's no distractions. It's just the word of God. Um, so we do that a lot, but we do love the Bible app. And within these devotionals, um, you can invite people and you can do them with your, you know, a Bible study group or your friends or your spouse. And Kellen, do, Kellen and I do that a lot where we'll do a devotional, we'll read it. And then at the end of each day, it gives you basically kind of like a messaging um setup where you can message each other what you got out of it. Obviously, Kellen and I live together and we talk about it in person, but if I'm with Ashton or doing something else and, you know, we kind of, it gives us freedom if we don't have the ability to do it at the exact same time. I can do it and write my thoughts and he can do it. So anyways, just really want to encourage all of you, if you have not yet downloaded the Bible app, um, it's just a really helpful tool. So even though we're coming to the end of this devotion, if there's something you're dealing with, whether it's anxiety or depression or hope or hopelessness, um, there's a devotion for any topic. So just want to highlight that, recommend you get it if you need to. It's just such a helpful little tool. But this last devotion is called Stuck in the In-Between. And it says, when Pharaoh relinquished and allowed Moses to take God's people out of Egypt and out of slavery, the Lord told Moses to lead the people into the wilderness toward the Red Sea. As the people were making their way, Pharaoh had a change of heart. He knew that he had made a mistake by letting them walk out of bondage and into the promise. He ordered his chariot and hundreds of other chariots and soldiers to go, to go and bring them back. Imagine the throng of pounding hooves and screeching chariots stampeding their way toward the Israelites. There was no denying that their army was coming back for them, and they became angry and afraid. They accused Moses of bringing them out of the wilderness to, out into the wilderness to die. They told him it would have been better for them to stay in their past than die on the way to their future. I imagine Moses looking behind him and seeing the enemy of the past relentlessly pursuing them and then looking ahead and seeing the Red Sea with, with its waters of impossibility. He was trapped in the wilderness, trapped in the in-between. He couldn't go back and he couldn't move forward. How many times have we felt like our past was about to merge into our present? How many times have we looked at the future and everything seems impossible? We feel stuck between what was and what will be and we are frightened and confused. But Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For those Egyptian, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be silent. Exodus 14 verses 13 and 14. Think about those thousands of Egyptians as symbols of your past mistakes, regrets, past sins. God is saying, look at them one last time. If you trust me and have faith here in the waiting, here in the wilderness, you will never see them again. 
We know that God parted those waters of impossibility and allowed the people to walk through them into the promise. The enemies of the past were swallowed up, never to be seen again. If you are struggling in the season of the in-between, know that God is behind you in your past, before you in your future, and beside you in your present. Do not fear him. Stand, or do not fear. Stand firm. The Lord will fight for you. Just be still. The miracle is coming. I love that. There's something um, a little bit in the, you know, in the middle of this, <laughs> in the in-between of this devotion, um, but talking about the past trying to creep into the present. And I know that this is kind of, you know, my story a lot, but it's true of a lot of things. But I remember after we lost our first daughter and we got pregnant with our second daughter, it was the fight of my life trying to fight the past experience from coming into the present experience. And I just want to encourage anyone out there. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, bringing past baggage of, you know, abuse or whatever happened in another relationship, or maybe something you did that you weren't proud of into your present relationship. If it's, you know, you have a history of pregnancy loss or you lost a child and you're pregnant again, I just want to encourage you. It is a fight, well, at least it was for me, but God will 100% empower you to change your thinking in those moments. Um, if you draw near to him, he will be your peace in those moments. I just remember I kept fighting and every time those thoughts would creep up of, oh, you know, what if this happens? And I think the hardest thing for me was, you know, I tend to be a worrier. Like that has always been a thing in my personality. So I've always had to work on that, fight that so hard. And usually with worry, often it doesn't even have any real grounding in our lives. It's like, oh, what if this happens? And you worry about something that likely is not going to happen. But what if it already did happen? What if you're worried about something that actually has proven true in your life? So when the enemy says, oh, what if this guy cheats on you? And it's not that he's a loving guy who has, like, what if someone has already cheated on you? What if there is truth? And that is the enemy's sweet spot, I think. When he comes to you when you're waiting for a promise or you're in the middle of a promise and he comes to you with true things, but that are perverted to manipulate you into bringing that situation into one that is completely unrelated. Um, things came up for me with my past when I met Kellen, also when I you know, was pregnant with Ashton and the main thing I just want to encourage you in is fight not to let the past come into the present, but try not to ignore it. Try to deal with it. Try to go to battle when those things come up. Because when when those thoughts would creep in and, um, you know, the enemy was like, well, look, this is how you do a pregnancy. And this is like, this is what your truth is. It was like, shut up. I don't want to hear my truth. My truth is jacked up. I want to hear God's truth. And this experience, this pregnancy has nothing to do. These are two completely separate children, separate lives, separate calls, separate destinies. I am just the vessel through which God is going to bring this life into the world. It has not much to do with me and everything to do with this little baby inside of me. And I just had to stand on his word and just quote scripture and just fight like heck. <laughs> and um, it ended up being the best thing that I could have done because 
where fear tried to creep in, worry, anxiety about this new life, this new pregnancy, I actually had, relatively speaking, a super peaceful pregnancy. I was not ridden with fear. I had moments where the enemy tried to creep in, and I had people on speed dial. I had Kellen. I had our mentors. I had my parents. I had my siblings, and I would just text or call and be like, hey, I'm I'm just having a weak moment. Will you raise up my arms, and will you just pray for me? And not one time were they like, oh, you don't need to worry about it. I also distanced myself. I, if you remember, I think it was um, on our last devotion, day three, but when Jesus wanted to do a miracle and he couldn't do it with the people who were in the room because they didn't have faith for the miracle he was about to do. And so I also distanced myself from people who were like, oh my gosh, like I'm afraid this is going to happen again. And if, if they weren't sowing seeds of faith and of trust and weren't speaking life over my womb and life over my emotions and life over my mind, I 100% created boundaries. Um, so yeah, I just want to encourage you in that. Um, there are a couple scriptures here. The first one is Isaiah 60 verse 22. And it says, a little one shall become a thousand and a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord will hasten in its time. The next verse is Isaiah 43, 18. And it says, do not remember the former things, nor consider things of old. And that is, it just goes back to say, like, try not to bring the past up. Try not to bring the past in the future. If things keep coming up, try to deal with them head on and be like, okay, Lord, why does this, why does this have such a hold on me? Let's deal with this together. Um, the second to last one is Psalm 46, verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I think that's another thing for me that's sometimes hard is we live in, especially if you live in like a Western culture, it's such a hustle, hustle mentality, right? Like if you're not doing something, you're being lazy. Yet so many times in the Bible, it says to either be still or to rest. And sometimes I wonder if we're not, and I knew this for myself, you know, when I got pregnant with Ashton, I deleted Instagram. I went off of it for six weeks and that's when I conceived. And I don't even, you know, I wasn't even engaging that much, but there is something about instead of that hustle mentality of like, keep working, get on the grind, make things happen. I mean, even God himself rested. So just make sure that you're resting. Um, and then Psalm 37 verse nine says, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. So that's the end of this four-day devotion. Just remember, guys, there's no waste in the waiting. There is purpose in your pain. He is not going to let anything that is trying to mess with you mess with you as long as you just call on his name, ask him to come help you in these you know, rough, hard moments. He's there. He is so there. And there's so much um, character development. And one thing I will say, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day, and we were just talking about waiting on things. And it sucks in the waiting flat out. It sucks when you're continually being disappointed or things just aren't going your way. But the beauty of waiting is perspective. And whatever it is that you're waiting on, when you get it, when God answers that prayer, when he gives you that promise, the beauty of that is you have the gift of perspective where, where other people are dealing with hardships. For example, it took me a lot to get Ashton, right? It, got, it took me a lot to get my child, to get my baby here. And a lot of the things that my other mom friends have struggled with, one of be, one of them not being, you know, fertility. They got pregnant first time, great pregnancy, had a baby, no big deal. Well, the things that they've struggled with are legitimate struggles. But 
I have a perspective of, wow, without this struggle of not being able to sleep or dying to myself or whatever it may be, the opposite of this is not having her. And I didn't have her. So that I would choose this over that any day. So if you are in the waiting, just know that when you get that promise, you will be able to enjoy every ounce of it if you can just allow yourself to have that perspective of, you know, I'm in the waiting, but when I get there, when I get this promise, I am going to just soak up every ounce of it. I'm not going to complain. Um, there's just such a beautiful, beautiful life ahead if you can just continue to hold on to God. So I love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this four-day devotion. Um, maybe we'll pick up on another one, another topic. If there's something that you would like us to read through, just shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, at Embrace with Grace, I see much more easily than my personal page, but send it anyway and um, just let God highlight it for me. So I hope you guys are doing well praying for you, and I'll see you next time.